Microphone check, one, two, what is this? Microphone check, one, two, what is this? You're listening to JD News USA. I'm Jeff. My friends call me FA. This is episode 23. And for episode 23, I'll be discussing the recent presidential election, making black and the future of black people under a new administration. Now, at the time of this recording, we have a new president. The president-elect is Joe Biden, and the vice president-elect is Kamala Harris. The incumbent, President Donald J. Trump, has not conceded, although the votes that were counted show that he has been defeated and he will not have a second term as president of the United States. But at the time of this recording, he has not conceded, and there has been many lawsuits filed across the country and accusing several states of voter fraud. None of these claims have been proven to be fact, and it's also being reported that the reason the president is doing this is to sow doubt and to seek revenge for what was done to him when he won in 2016. That's what's being speculated at the moment, and it's, it's pretty much a... It's being seen as just a big distraction and just just pettiness on the part of the Trump administration. But no matter what seems to be uh, to be thrown out, we will have a new president in January of 2021, and it will be Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. This is Biden's third run at the at the presidency he ran twice before and it was speculated that he was going to run in 2016 but because of personal issues he did not run um hillary clinton ran and she wasn't she wasn't trusted she wasn't favored and of course we know the result of that she did not win and president trump won so the third time was was the trump for joe biden and he will be the president on on his table will be a lot of work. There will be a lot for him to do. And we'll, we'll get into that. But I, I want to speak some more about what's what's happening now with the with the back and forth between the, the Trump administration and, and the up, the coming administration. If you go back to, to 2016 when when President Trump won, there was a lot of people who were saying, well, that's not my president. That's your president. And they, they held on to the legacy of President Obama. You know, President Obama was their forever, forever president. Uh, Michelle Obama was the forever first lady. And that's what they held on to. And I'm speaking specifically to the uh, black and brown community because that was the language of our community. For people who were not in favor of Trump, they held on to, you know, Obama. And if you see what's happening now, it's it's pretty much the reversal. There are people who are identifying Joe Biden as the pretender in chief, 
and there are many people who are deciding not to uh, accept him as as president. There there is still a divide in the country over leadership. While while Biden is on a campaign of healing and, and unity, there's still a large number of people who are not accepting the defeat of President Trump. Of course, the president is not as well. And so I'm seeing that it, it's likely it's going to be very challenging for, for, for Joe Biden over the next four years. It, it won't be easy. He has a lot on his table. The biggest is the coronavirus. There were many people who, who were unhappy with, with their response by the president. In, Oct- in October, his October surprise was that he caught the, the coronavirus and he was, he was hospitalized on a Friday and he was out by, by the, the beginning of the week. And, and some, some believed he had it and some speculated whether he had it or not. In, in the political world, it was seen as his October surprise. He, he was doing this just to, to rile up uh, support. From, in, 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 from what I saw, it was good. It was a good start. But his inability to, to stay in the hospital or keep quiet over that time kind of created even more doubt that he he had it or um, was really receiving treatment or it was just it was just a publicity stunt. Dave Chappelle on, on Saturday Night Live kinda confirmed that when he, he acknowledged Herman Cain, you know, one of the, the top black Republicans who died for, from COVID. And, you know, he said, well, if that was your friend and you were able to do all of this to save yourself and you had it, why, why didn't you do the same for, for Herman Cain? You know, and that's, that's something where you can really have a conversation around it. So, like, well, if you were able to, to, to use all, this, all these medicines to, to heal yourself, I mean, why didn't you do it for Herman Cain? That's, that's, that's a, a huge debate. Uh, that can take place around that. But, you know, he, President Trump came out on the other side and saying he can beat it, he's, he, he's, he's going he's gonna to work for America to overcome it. But it seemed to not be what the people wanted to see or hear. A lot of people lost family, friends, to, to COVID. His, his response wasn't, wasn't the best. So that's that's on Joe Biden's. Uh, that's top on his priority list. He has to to quell this virus, and according to him, he's going to be trusting the, the 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 scientists, and he's he's going to get it done. There were rumors that that. Anthony Fauci was going to be fired if Trump got a second term, which I think that was that was just to to 
create that divide between one office and the other and and play to the notion that that the president is not in favor of science but at this moment at the time there is there are two vaccines one by Moderna and the other by Pfizer all created under President Trump's administration that will be released soon so I I suspect that Joe Biden will have an easy time with this because there is there is vaccine so there will be a way to, to treat people who have it I don't think it's going to be too tough of a challenge and I suspect that what will happen as a result is people will give him much credit for his response and I think that's that's that will be based off just the, his 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 speech and his presentation I think one of the things that people did not like about the president's response was he was very bolsterous. He's very loud about a sensitive topic. But we'll see how, how Biden, Biden handles this. You know, there is, there is at, the, at the time of this recording, there is a, I, there is a spike I wouldn't say it's the second or third wave, but there is, there is a, a, a spike in COVID cases. So we'll see. His second uh, priority would, would be the, the economy. During the Trump administration, the economy was booming. The, the black and brown community had an a increase in employment. It was the highest ever. And it, the president kept his promises in, in helping the black community in, in finding employment. You know, that, that's been one of the biggest issues in the black community is that, you know, a lot of people had, had a tough time finding work, specifically black men. And under, under his watch, that changed. Now with, with, the, with the pandemic, a lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people are, are on, an, on unemployment. It will be the responsibility of, of Biden's administration to change that, specifically within the black and brown community who were not only hit hard by the, the pandemic, but also um, lost a lot of work. Biden's dubbed his his plan Build Back Better. And according to the BBC, Biden has vowed to spend whatever it takes to extend loans to small businesses and increase direct money payments to families. Among the proposals are 200 in social security payments per month. He's going to rescind the Trump, Trump era tax cuts and he's going to provide 10,000 of student loan forgiveness for federal loans. That's one of the things that's that's uh, really being spoken about is the student loan forgiveness. That affects, you know, a lot of people. You're listening to JD News USA. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. I am... We're speaking about, I'm speaking about the 
Biden's plan for the economy, which which has been hit hard by the pandemic. Now, one of one of the, his uh, a part of his plan is to, to tax the rich. It's been rumored that he'll tax them at least sixty-two percent, which was received negative a negative response from from, from fifty cent, and even led him to, to to endorsing President Trump for office. Now, of course, within that immediately, you know, people struck back and he he recanted. But that's that's something that that's that that we're going to be watching to see. Well, how much does he tax the rich, and how does that affect not the middle class, but the, the low income communities throughout throughout the U.S. You know, there there are there is the the trickle down theory where when the rich are not taxed so much that. <laughs> Their resources trickle down to, to low-income communities, and that's something that's been beneficial during the Trump administration. Now, if you start taxing the rich, at least 62 percent, they'll they'll start tightening up their wallet. So we'll see how how much that impacts the, the economy and how that impacts black businesses. And then also on 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 the list is we'll, we'll, I'll get back to to the economy when I start speaking about black banks. You know, uh, Killer Mike started a black bank, so I'm gonna get into that. But race is something that is and always is, is a hot topic. You know, for four years the president was, was touted as a racist. And that was something that was pushed heavily. Any person who who endorsed the president, any person of color who said they supported the president was considered an Uncle Tom, or if if or if if they expressed sympathy for him, they were reminded that that they were black and couldn't couldn't uh, support him. I think. One of the the most disrespectful comments that I've heard in a very very long time came from comedian Chelsea Handler, who responded to Fifty Cent and said that you're black, you're not supposed to support a Republican. I thought that was the most ignorant, the most disrespectful comment a white person could make to a black person in regards to politics. But she was able to get away with it because people despise the president. People in the mainstream media and and many people of influence and power have openly showed their dislike for the president. So she was able to get away with it. But I thought that was very disrespectful. And it was very condescending. As if being black means you have to you have to fit in one pocket and that's the way you have to think you can't think any other way when, when white folks have the opportunity to, to pick and choose which side they support they can be conservative they can be liberal with no questions there's nothing there's no insults for a white person 
who leans to the left or to the right. But if a black person leans to the right, they're automatically touted as as uh, as Uncle Tom and be and told get back in your place. You're not supposed to. And it's very disrespectful when it comes from from a white person. And that that's what Chelsea Handler said. But over the course of four years, many people said that the president was racist. He was per- he was racist. He was xenophobic. And one of the things, one of the times he was excused accused of being xenophobic was early on during the pandemic, where he wanted to shut down the country. And people said, "Well, you can't shut down the country. That's xenophobic. You're, you're blocking people from coming in." And then later on, they saw what he did was good. You know, but that those were accusations that were made towards the president throughout the four years that he was racist and it was pushed and it was pushed and it was pushed that's debatable you know depending on which side you lean on you know you, you can say I haven't I've asked many times to, sh- to show like what exactly is he doing that, that's racist man I, I, I never I never really got a direct response you know when I think of the wall that he wanted to build up. So he's going to build a wall. When when you you see footage of the border, there was already a fence there, and all it really was was that he was just renovating it. When you look at it, it's really the wall that that border was just being renovated because there was already a fence there. When you speak to to the children that were put in cages, little prisons, that was already built by the Obama administration. It wasn't something that, that he created. He, he utilized it, but it was already there. So it's, it's really hard for, for to make that assessment that he was racist. And when, when you think of his, his response to the opioid epidemic, can you really accuse someone of being racist when they want to stop drugs from pouring into a country? That's debatable. But that was the narrative that was pushed for four years, and it's always pushed when when there's a when there's a, a white Republican in office. You know, Kanye West said something similar about George Bush when, in his response to Katrina. So there's always that when there's a white Republican in office, the liberal part of the country will always play the race card. So on Joe Biden's uh, priority list is criminal justice reform and race. Most recently, the biggest tragedy of, of 2020 in regards to black life came at the, after the killing of George Floyd, who had a, a police officer put his knee on his neck for eight minutes and 40 seconds. And that created a riot throughout the country. Mass protests, violence, uh, looting, and so on. So that's on his list. Biden is, is, is famously known for his 1994 crime bill, which was supported by, by Bill Clinton and led to many, many black families losing their men to the prison system. Like, like the, the crack epidemic, some of those families will suffer from that for generations to come. So while he... He, he has that on his list. What people should be focusing on is the response. President Trump has already started 
criminal justice reform, prison reform. He's already done it. He's done it at a high level. Across, it's, it's happening across the country. It's happening under his watch. Now that's truth. That's where that's where I wonder how how people can say that he's he's racist and where he's led the charge on criminal justice reform and prison reform that has not that was that did not happen under the Obama administration while he was president for eight years. Now you have someone who had one term as president and was able to do that, and his successor will be someone who contributed to mass incarceration. So we'll see how he responds to that. We'll see how how President Biden responds and how Kamala Harris, who also has a record of incarcerating a large amount of black men. So when we have this conversation about race, we'll see, well, how will he respond to this? Biden has says that he he's moved far away from his tough on crime position of the 90s. He plans to create 20 a 20 billion dollar grant to to incentivize states to to invest in incarceration reduction efforts, eliminate mandatory minimum st- sentences, decriminalize marijuana and expunge prior cannabis convictions and he plans to end the death penalty. He does not plan on defunding the police which was something that was pushed in the wake of the killing of George Floyd. It was it happened in New York briefly and and after, soon after there was a spike in crime in New York and it was uh, reversed quietly. But that's what Joe Biden saying he will do. Time will tell. And we'll talk about that later on, if he will. Those are the things that are that I, that I find to be extremely important. Now, there's there's also climate change, which has been something that there are people who believe in climate change, and there are those who don't. It goes back to that whole religion versus science thing. Biden plans to to. Um, jump back in to in, into the Paris Climate Accord, which which Donald Trump canceled during during his presidency. So Biden plans to 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 get into that. We'll see how that goes. I'll get back to race. Which, which I, I think is extremely important. I, there, there was a record turnout in voting this year. At least 150 to 60 million people voted in this year's election. And it was, for the most part, pretty much down the line. At least 71 million people voted for President Trump. While Biden's numbers continue to increase, it was at a point they were pretty much neck and neck. I think Biden is up to, to 76 million, maybe 79 in votes. Excuse me. He won the popular vote as well. So 
thing things were I mean it was pretty pretty close but I'll get back to 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 race because the conversation is a, a lot of black and Hispanic women showed out in favor of Biden and that that's that's really I, I think um, because Trump wasn't wasn't really a woman's rights type of president you know and as in minority communities women are not considered traditional and have experience as being the head of the household or getting things done or being you know equally able to do things just as a man could so he wasn't really favored by by women of color now this is going to be a huge uh, responsibility for for Biden's offices. How is he going to respond to that level of support? Is he is he going to show out? Is he going to keep his promises for all those votes that he got? Because when President Obama was in office, you know, black men we we showed out, we voted, we were happy that that we got our black president. But in the end, it was like, personally, in my, I, I felt like I, I didn't get anything. I felt like all the support that I, wasn't really much in my favor. You know, I, th- I think he responded more to other communities. He responded more to the rich and to the elite than to, to people like me. It's been confirmed by Diddy who said he felt like the Obama administration shortchanged the black community. Cornell West has, has spoken out and expressed his, his fears about what, what may happen under a Biden administration because of what Obama did during his eight years. So we'll see. But we'll get back to that. You listen to JD News USA. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. Rapper Killer Mike of the Dungeon family, if if I'm not mistaken. He's from Atlanta. He's currently part of Run the Jewels. He's released a couple of critically acclaimed albums with Run the Jewels. He's starting a bank. Greenwood Bank. They recently released a commercial starring Jesse Williams. You know, the pretty boy with the with the uh, unique eyes. I think his eyes are green or, or something. And it's, it's, it's promoting banking black. This goes back to, to, to the, the, the notion that black dollar doesn't spend a day in the black community. It's reported that the black dollar spends six hours in the black community while the white dollar spends 20 days in the white community. And a part of their mission is to keep the black dollar in the black community.
it's to improve and empower the black and according to them the Latinx community to be financially secure and stable and so on the bank is founded by Ryan Glover who, who started Bounce TV in 2011 before it was sold to EW Scripps it's co-founded by Andrew Young former Atlanta mayor and congressman and Killer Mike is also uh, listed as a co-founder on the company's website also on the management team Andrew Young III who I believe is either um, Andrew Young's grandson or son Reese Giddens, David Tapscott, and Tara Kimbrough. What what all instantly stood out to me is that this this is listed as a a bank catering towards the Black and Latinx community. However, there are no quote unquote Latinx people on the board. Based off what I know, Latinx is a term to identify people who are gender neutral, non-binary, but of uh, Hispanic or Latin uh, origins. But there are none on, on the board or management team. So I think that's p- peculiar. Um, but when I go through the language, it, it looks like it, it's it's catering towards millennials. Now, this bank, Greenwood Bank, is not a literal bank. It's it's an online bank. It's it's similar to Chime, which is which has been pushed a lot lately. So it's a, it's an online bank, okay, where where you can have a, a savings account and and a, and a checking account. You can you can. Uh, request direct deposits and then be paid up to two days in advance. It's no different than, than what's already out there. The, the only difference is that it, it's targeting the black and brown community, the black and Latinx community. I, I think... That it's it's kind of similar to what Russell Simmons did back in the day when he had the rush card, and it was designed for people who did not have bank accounts but needed a, a debit or a credit card, and it was a way of helping them. But it was also revealed later on that it, it wasn't the most beneficial to, to black folks you know it helped but there were a lot of, a lot of fees and surcharges that, that weren't um, in the best interest of black people now this is being touted as something that, that's gonna that's supposed to, to, to empower black people it hasn't launched yet they've been signing people up and according to Killer Mike, they received tens of thousands of account requests in less than 24 hours of putting up the, the website. 
it's a, it's it's supposed to launch in January of 2021. Lover says, according to CNN, in order to build wealth, you need you need bank capital. We will identify qualified entrepreneurs, business owners, and creatives to equip them with the capital needed to make their dreams a reality. Greenwood is named after the former Greenwood District of Tulsa, Oklahoma, an early 20th century African-American business community that was so prosperous that it was nicknamed Black Wall Street or White. A mob of white Americans destroyed Greenwood District in 1921, Tulsa. Okay. So that's the direction, that's, that's the mission. of the of Greenwood the, the, the article that I'm reading now it goes on to say about 17% of black Americans in 2017 did not have, have, a, have a bank account there are only 23 minority owned banks in the US today Glover says it's a new day, and he's 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 gonna he's gonna work to to improve banking for for black people. I have no no critique on it, um, aside from the fact that there are no Hispanic people on their board. You know, it, it, it's something that, that I personally have have reflected on. The reason is, you know, as, as a black man who has grown up in a community with, you know, black and his, Hispanic people, that's that's my audience. That Those are the people that I want to communicate and, and reach out to. So I know it's my responsibility to to be inclusive in that sense. And I also think uh, Greenwood Bank should do the same with their board because you can't say that you're you're catering towards towards community and have have a history of of pushing for diversity and inclusion and not have a person who's who identifies as Latinx or Hispanic or Latino on your board and management team. And they do not at the moment. So that's 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 one of my concerns. Other than that, it, it's it's very it's very standard, you know, to what's being presented at the moment. It's no different than Chime, Aspiration, Moneyline, Vero. It's it's just a it's a digital bank. It, it, it works with, with all ATM networks, uh, Apple and Android Pay services. So I mean, it's, it's there. I don't I don't think there's anything to, too special about it. Aside from that, it, it's it's targeting the black and brown community. That's it. Killer Mike is is not necessarily a a finance person he's an entertainer so I don't know how much 
he can do. But I respect the effort. I respect the effort. I respect someone who, who has, who's putting his, his efforts behind his, you know, talk. There are a lot of people who, who say this needs to be done, this needs to be done, and they're not active in any, anything, but he's, you know, he's putting his, his words into action. I hope it, it, it's successful and that people are empowered. But I worry. Joe Biden will be the president beginning January 2021. And he's the former vice president to Barack Obama, who was the first black president of the United States. Black people love Obama for the most part, a large portion. Whether you're conservative or liberal, you have to like the man who who made history. He's the first black president. He, He set the bar. He did it. He made it possible. If you follow his blueprint, then yes. But there were black people who were left out. That's why I worry. I don't think the people that were shortchanged during President Obama's eight years in office were lazy or unambitious. Rather, they were overlooked. Cornell West says in a recent tweet about uh, President Obama's new book, A Promised Land, he says, Obama's A Promised Land shows how he got there and left most of his people behind. It shatters any lingering illusions of him being a fighting Joshua and shows his captivity to Wall Street greed and Pentagon militarism and refusal to confront massive black social misery and U.S. poverty. He goes on to to say that the Biden administration may may be a third Trump term, excuse me, a third Obama term. Time will tell. What will Joe Biden do for the black community? What will he do for the, for the Hispanic community? What will he do in regards to immigration? Because there are 
in the Hispanic community, in the Caribbean community, many people come here, for, come to the U.S. from other countries looking for, for a better life. What will Joe Biden do for those people? What will the VP do? Remember, both the president and the VP have a poor history with the black community. They won, for the most part, not because they were the best candidates, more so because many, at least half of the country, hates President Trump. Not that he's a bad president, they just don't like him as a person. You know, when, when people are criticizing him, there's nothing being said about the job he's doing. They just don't like him as a person. That's it. And the, re- the way we see that is, you see, see it in, in what was being done with defund the police. It was pushed, but it was unsuccessful. Because people wanted something done, but after it was accomplished, crime spiked. He was the law and order um, president. People hated it. But at the same time, there was still an increase in crime. So it wasn't an attack on the work he was doing. Rather, they just don't like him. When you, when you look at what, what's happening, what happened with immigration, what he did was already being done. The only difference was he did a better job at it. He was tough on immigration. He did his job doesn't mean that he was a bad president. It's just that people don't like him. So what will Joe Biden do? What will the top cop Kamala Harris do? What will Crime Bill Joe do? Will they spend four years undoing some of the damage that they've done? just a sheer four-year four, uh, four attack on President Trump. That's where we got to hold this new office accountable. What exactly will they do for the black community in regards to race? How will they improve black businesses and black entrepreneurship and, and, and education in the black community? Will schools be properly funded? What will they do to keep black men from entering the drug world? It's done because it's a necessity.
there are not a lot of good opportunities. You know, as Jay-Z once said, picture me working at McDonald's. I ever had to lay the Mac on you. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, I'm packing by. There are black men who are more than qualified to do certain jobs, but are overlooked for their, you know, white counterparts. What will the Biden and, and Harris administration do for the black community? How will they manage immigration? Because while people did not like the response of President Trump, as quiet as it's kept, there are gangs that are formed when people come here from other countries. Of course, it starts out as a way to protect themselves, but once they get a bit of power, they start to terrorize their communities. It doesn't become a way of protection. It it becomes a gang, a criminal enterprise. So what will they do? The president wanted, wanted extreme vetting. He didn't want, it's not xenophobic to say, well, I don't want criminals coming into the country. If you're going to come in and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to take away people's lives, you're going to make, you're going to run communities into the ground, then you shouldn't come here. So what will Biden's response be? How will he handle immigration? Is he going to break down the wall? and say anybody could come in? What is he going to do in response to that? What's the outcome for the dreamers once, once they complete their education? What opportunities are there in store for them? You know, during Obama, Obama protected dreamers it's good but what opportunities what will Biden do to improve the economy and the workforce to guarantee that these dreamers have opportunities will he do something or will he stick to the old Democrat practice of making the U.S. a rat race. That's what we have to look into. During Obama's term as president, eight years in office, success for the black and brown community was lacking. It was really a rat race. Meaning if one person does well, there's at least nine people that are not doing so well. Those nine people are going to be frustrated. They're they're, they're not going to want that one person to do well. They're going to drag them down too. Make it an equal playing field. If I'm going to suffer, you're going to suffer too. Quiet as it's kept, 
That's what happens in, in, in the black and brown community. As 50 Cent once said, N-words in the hood are like crabs in a bucket. Will his healing and unity campaign trickle down in, into low-income communities? Or will it be another rat race? In my opinion, what I suspect is it will be that. Because all of that money that was poured into his campaign, I'm sure a large sum of it was not coming from low-income minority communities. The, the athletes and the celebrities that, that endorsed him, they're going to want certain things done for them. Doesn't mean it's going to be beneficial for low-income communities. Doesn't mean it's going to be beneficial for small businesses. That's, that's where black Republicans, conservatives, that's where the work still continues. You're going to hold those people accountable. Will that office do what what they said they were going to do? There's, there's there was so much criticism on black Republicans being Uncle Tom's and sellouts and so on for wanting limited government, for wanting to pursue the American dream without having to deal with the with the whole this person is racist, this and that. But when you when you accept that that belief system, you're attacked. So what will Biden do to counter that? What will Kamala Harris do? In the black and brown community, you know, there's there's those conversations. If you have a, a thought pattern that's uncommon, that's out of the social norm, you know, you're ridiculed. As if it doesn't come from a truth. So many are happy. I, I saw it through my social media. A lot of people were happy. A lot of people... Uh, during the elections cycle, stop, you know, liking my posts or, you know, following the things that I was doing. So, uh, a few people unfollowed me completely. But I want to see what's going to happen during uh, Biden's four years in office. Will it be four years of anxiety and mental health issues? Or will his office address that and provide solutions? Because for the most part, it's we don't talk about mental health. You're going to spend four years talking about mental health, or will there be a plan to address and resolve these issues? If, if you're fat, you know, you go to the gym, 
do a few push-ups to get yourself in shape. If you're having mental health issues, if you're suffering from anxiety, panic attacks, or multiple personalities, is there something that's going to be solid set in place for people of color? Or will people spend four years anxious and having mental health issues? What is this office going to do to address these problems in the black community? You know, if, if, if a person has the has a hard time finding employment, there'll be doubt. Some doubt will fall upon that person. There'll be some insecurity. Will there be programs in place in the black community to resolve these issues? For the institutions that, that, that are in the black community that, that create jobs, will they be good jobs? Or will it be you're offering uh, grown adults jobs in the mall or fast food uh, restaurants? What will his office be doing? You listen to JD News USA. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. With the coronavirus being on top of, of his list, will the black and brown community receive adequate medicine? Will we get the, the, the better vaccine? Or will we get the, the, the least? The cheap one. Because you know that happens. That was that was one of the issues. That's that doesn't really that's not really being addressed with the Affordable Care Act. Is while there is insurance for everyone, it's not a guarantee that the the person who has that insurance is receiving the best medicine. Will the, will the Biden-Harris administration do? Will we continue to receive crumbs and, and, and live in this rat race in America? Or will people of color be on a path to accomplishing the American dream? Will it be more likely for black men and black women to... to to form a household or will it be black men paying child support to multiple women because we know it's rooted in in, in the, the design of the black community we remove the black man from the household Keep, keep the black woman single in charge of children and I see it in the black and, and in the Hispanic community I see it I mean you even see it on social media you, you'll see a, a, a young woman they'll, po- they'll, they'll post up the picture of their kids you'll see the family portrait but there's no man there Will there be efforts to keep the family together? Will that be addressed? And that's 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 to work in policy, economics, education. 
or will it be just another rat race? You listen to JD News USA, my friends call me Hefe. This is episode 23. We've been talking about the new president, the president-elect. I spoke on the new bank that, that Killer Mike is forming. And we're concluding with the topic, will Joe Biden keep his promises? What will Joe Biden do for the black and brown community? Many, many in the black and brown community do, do not like President Trump. They don't like his character. They don't like his presentation. They don't like the way he speaks. But he got the job done. If he said it, he knew it was going to get done. Will Joe Biden do the same? Or will he fall in line with the history of what Democrats do? Delay, delay, delay. Will it be that? Will the people who spoke so aggressively against Trump and pro-Biden and, and said, vote, 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 Will those rich celebrities and athletes hold the president accountable? Or will LeBron James go back to, to, to dribbling? Will the actress Tracy Ellis Ross, will, will she go back to, to focusing on blackish and, and, and her TV shows and her hair care product? Or will she still continue encouraging the office to, to, to stick to their promises. With all the radio personalities that will they will they stick to it? Because the, there comes a time when the when the, there's no office you, you're gonna have to hold that person accountable. You put your name on the line. You know, did he had voter die and, and he, he worked hard to encourage people to vote for the Democrats and he has said it himself that nothing was done but then when he went to vote he said I'm not really voting for Joe Biden I'm voting for Kamala Harris that's what he pushed we know damn well VP has limited responsibility so if, if Biden doesn't do it Will the people that are that that were voting for for Kamala Harris, will they be holding her office accountable? Will there be content outreach to her office? Will the top cop make efforts, make strides to improve her reputation with the black community? Because the truth of the matter is that they won because of a lot of people not liking the president. Not because he did a bad job, because they don't like him as a person. Quiet as it's kept, it's never been an attack on the work that he's done. 
it's been an attack on who he is as a person. There's never been any proof that he's racist. It's just something that's thrown at him. Because you can't say someone is racist when the black community, uh, job employment is extremely high in the black community. People, people are not being thrown into jail for, for minor offenses. People are being released. He's publicly addressing prison reform, criminal justice reform. His efforts caused people like Biden and Kamal Harris to adjust their language when it comes to prison and criminal justice reform. His actions. Will those people, will they hold the Biden and Harris office accountable? You're listening to JD News USA. And I'm Jeff, my friends call me Hefe. This has been episode 23. I encourage everyone, stay engaged. See what's happening. Is, is your life or your aspirations still being pushed to success with Biden and Harris in office? Don't fall for the, for, the, for the red herrings, the illusions. Are you achieving what needs to be achieved when they step into office January 2021? See you next time.